Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. Good afternoon. It is April the 5th, the 5th of April, episode 42, day 20 of the COVID response. Thank you for tuning in to Your Security. It is my pleasure to be talking to you today. I am your host, Gabriel Grimes, and I um, want you guys to know that I am with you. I'm praying for you that you stay uh, positive, that you stay healthy and well during this time, during all times, and you're always aware of your surroundings because the devil walks around like a roaring lion looking for whom he can devour. And that's, that is the Bible. But it is true. You know, even though we're walking in this world, wherever we go, as a, as a man or woman, a business person throughout the world, uh, as a business person with other employees, there's always someone, something in the background looking for a way to get out at us, to attack us, to take the things that are ours, and to uh, well, make our lives a living hell. So we must be cognizant of that. We must be aware and alert. We mustn't let the things in this world take from us the things that we've uh, worked so hard to get. And um, that's why this episode, that's why this podcast is here to talk to you, to give you tips and tricks on how to remain secure, safe and secure in in this world because it's it's kind of crazy. And lately, it's gotten even crazier with this, with this COVID nineteen, the Wuhan flu, right? That's going on all over the place. <clears throat> and I wanted to uh, to point out something really interesting today uh, regarding the the, the COVID nineteen uh, crisis response. So, as I was telling a friend of mine, uh, Joey, we were saying we were talking about how I take the current events and i then identify the things or the topics or the events or the issues that a security professional would normally take and then talk about those and use them as teaching um teaching information or teaching points on how to also apply these uh security principles to our own lives to remain secure safe and secure so as as we continue on through the COVID-19 response, I have to say, this is a plethora, a, a bountiful cornucopia of teaching points of crisis management. My goodness. And so I want to point out and focus on one particular that happened, I believe, yesterday or the day before that, two days ago. The Governor Lamont, Connecticut's Governor Lamont, said something really interesting. It said he said that um, the, there was a child's an infant's death was linked to coronavirus, and that his efforts for the stay-at-home efforts were were thwarted. That it was too late. That uh, the federal government gave them directions that was too late. And now it's led to an infant's death. Well, <laughs> this is a, that's a bunch of a hooey guys, um, after doing some investigation. And I, I watched that Candace Owens, I'm sure you've all heard of Candace Owens. Candace Owens did some research also and found out that this infant did not die from 
anything related to the coronavirus. It has to do with something completely different. And I'll, and I'll set, put a couple of uh, links here online in the description so you can see what it was that um, caused the death so that you can do your own investigation. But it had nothing to do with coronavirus. And yet here we have a governor muddying up the waters. And as a crisis management team, we have to be very aware of people taking the information that a crisis management team would roll out and twist it in, in ways to gain something in return. Maybe it's power. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's uh, an opportunity that didn't exist before. But as, as professionals, security professionals, as people managing a crisis, we must be cognizant of this sort of event. It can happen. And uh, part of the communications team is to uh, weed out this false information, this information that, bad, that uh, people that are not as scrupulous as we are um, would to use and, and try to, to change the narrative. And, and beyond changing the narrative, it's actually just kind of just evil. It's twisting the narrative so that they can gain personally from an event. And in this case, it's just, it's just terrible. <clears throat> so I'll put that information on. And then I wanted to, to point out, remember last, yesterday, we talked about the numbers and we we're talking about the information's coming out and has to be clear, has to be concise from a communications standpoint as a crisis management team. And I went back to the same two sites because I wanted to, to follow this up. And you know what? Let's make this a, a common thing. Every day we'll go back and look at these numbers and see if this is right or not. So I went back to the two same sites, right? I went back to the John Hopkins University medical site, and I looked at the numbers, again, back to New York City. I looked at New York City numbers, and then I went to the New York City health page as well and looked at their numbers. And you will not believe what happened. Oh, my goodness. So yesterday, and if you don't have, uh, you're unable to uh, memorize the numbers that I'm <laughs> saying out loud. I'll try to make them as easy as possible, describe what I'm trying to say as easy as possible so that uh, you don't have to write them down. But anyway, New York City yesterday reported 2254 deaths. That's from the beginning of the COVID uh, uh, response till now. <clears throat> 2254. Today, they reported 24. 72. So that's nearly 220 deaths in one day. 220 deaths. That's unusual. That's not that's not right because they did not report that they had had 221 deaths in a day. They are just now reporting a new number. So where did that where did that happen? So 2472 is our new number for New York City. So now let's go to John Hopkins. Okay. Yesterday, John Hopkins reported 2624. 2624 deaths. That was their number for yesterday. And uh, remember there was a discrepancy of almost 300 plus numbers between New York City and John Hopkins. But today, John Hopkins is reporting 2256. What? 2256, almost a decrease of almost 400 people. So 400 people miraculously raised from the dead, and now they're walking alive and well in New York City. This, the numbers between New York City and John Hopkins are still off by New York City 2472, 
John Hopkins, 22.56. So they're still off by 220 people. <clears throat> so John Hopkins apparently sees that there's less dead people than New York City. New York City says there's more, which is opposite than what they said yesterday. Strange, huh? I like them apples. Uh, there is a decrease of deaths in John in John Hopkins University. Now there's less deaths in New York City than there were yesterday, and in and New York City reports that there have been 200 plus. Oh my goodness! I'll just leave that to you guys, and you guys can digest it however you you see fit. I do have to say that it is not. You're giving me the warm and fuzzies when I look at these numbers. Someone's not telling the truth, or they're just plain ignorant. They're just ignorant. They're just not following the rules. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. In any case, this does highlight, like I said, going back to the whole crisis management thing, it does highlight the fact that you, we, as a crisis management professional, uh, security professional, crisis management member, must be very careful, cautious in sending out the information and let it be as clear and concise as possible. And there must be one head of the management. If you have multiple heads, you have different information coming out, you have confusion all across the board. So what we have right now is the president leading the federal response, which is as it's supposed to be. But instead of the, but we have the minority leader and the majority leader of the two houses making statements of what they think is the right thing and what is the wrong thing to do. And what, what that does is it causes doubt in everyone's mind on how to respond. And whether, whether you're supporting the president or not, you're in doubt. Is he doing the right thing? Is he not doing the right thing? And when information like this, that's coming off of John Hopkins and from New York City, comes out that doesn't support uh, either one, either site. In other words, there's weird information coming out. Uh, you're you're uh, at a loss. You, you don't know who to believe, if anyone at all. So as a crisis management member, in the future, if something like this were to happen, if you had a oil and gas platform were to explode, or you had um, a chemical spill on the freeway, or you were to tell people that your thermonuclear reactor has leaked um, radioactive waste in the, the local swampland, the wetland, it is important that what information comes out is exactly the same information you put out all the time. If the numbers increase, it must make sense. They cannot grow and then shrink. It cannot be two, two gallons of, of uh, contamination today and tomorrow it was four, and then, oh, no, we made a mistake. It's actually one. It has to be concise. Information put out to everybody else must be concise. They will not forgive uh, uh, the public. Your stakeholders will not forgive uh, this kind of misinformation and, and poor management of information uh, going on. Oh, it is. It has been a crazy Sunday day. How have you guys been? I know that I have been doing really well. Again, this is what I'm doing to stay positive. I got outside. I walked a little bit. I am about to go do some exercise. And like I mentioned 
yesterday. I'm trying to stay positive using those six methods, right? Eating fresh food, being uh, getting into the sunshine, um, no alcohol today, um, staying social. One of the things I'm doing in staying social <clears throat> is that uh, I helped out my church. You know, we're having church online. So I'm in the background. I'm helping them with their social media response and praying for people and making responses online through the messaging. And then um, my routine. I have yet to dominate that point, guys. Routines, man, that is my Achilles heel. I have not gotten down to a routine lamentably, but I have been able to um, eat some fresh food. So what I made today are sopes. Sopes are like a tortilla, a fat tortilla, Mexican tortilla, that I uh, put some refried beans that I made yesterday, some freshly cut lettuce, crisp lettuce, and some juicy tomatoes on top with a sprinkling of queso cotija. It is a type of a salty cheese, a crumbly salty cheese, and it was amazing. And that's all I've had today, actually, to eat. And it is already, what time is it? 8.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, again, I'm going to finish this podcast up. going to hit the rowing machine. I'm going to put in maybe 5,000 uh, meters. And then I'm going to grab something to eat because I can feel a hunger coming on. Guys, I love you very much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to stay safe. You are security. And eat your broccoli. Do you have a story you would like to share? If you're on Anchor, then send me a message. I'd like that. I enjoy bringing you the best security hacks twice a week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share it. Post it. Send me a message. And always remember, you are security. Security.